Joyful greetings, my friends, from the Science Mind Spiritual Center, a global community in unity. Thank you for choosing to join me on this gorgeous day. And this is another one of those extraordinary days, and it's yours. Yours to create in any way you so choose. So let's together fill our hearts and our minds with all the love and goodness that we can imagine and let that spirit of joy and happiness and gratitude and compassion pour out of us onto the world as we fulfill our center's mission, making the world a better place spirit to spirit. And if you'd like more information about our center, please go to our website at www.somspiritualcenterla.org. You can enjoy listening to the meditations, the talks online or in our podcast. You can just look around, see what interests you. Here's one thing I know that will interest you is the next seven-week course of classes will begin on May 24th. There will be no class May 10th or May 17th. We Zoom every Wednesday from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Treat Yourself to Life by Raymond Charles Barker will serve as our textbook. And I'll use Ernest Holmes' words from our textbook on page 399 to explain the difference between prayer and treatment. And he explains it in this way. When we treat, we don't wish, we know. We do not dream, we state. We do not hope, we accept. And we do not pray in the sense that we don't ask or plead. Those are my words. We announce. We do not expect something is going to happen. We state and believe that it has already happened. So spiritual mind treatment is the most powerful tool we have in science of mind because it changes everything. So if you would like to learn to use a tool that causes change to occur naturally, this class is definitely for you. There's no required fee to take the class. We simply ask that you give a meaningful love offering, of course, for the value you received. And if our message inspires you and is making a positive difference in your life, you might consider donating to our center. You may give any time and any amount, automatically, weekly, monthly. That is up to the individual. Each and every donation is deeply appreciated. I want to remind you that when you give from your heart with an abundance of true heartfelt gratitude, what you are doing is confirming that you are in the divine flow. Consistent and meaningful giving are important to you because when you give to where you're spiritually nurtured, it comes back to you multiplied abundantly in many, many ways. It is important to us because your giving helps support the expansion of this global spiritual center and allows others to expand and prosper through the many organizations that we support. You may donate with a credit card through PayPal from our website, again, www.somspiritualcenterla.org, or from the weekly email blast we send, or by mail. And our mailing address is 14431 
Ventura Boulevard, number 586, Sherman Oaks, California, 91423. I thank each and every one of you for being an active part and participant of our global spiritual family. Your individual participation and contributions make a difference to many, many far and wide and in so many wonderful ways. And here's one of those ways. This week we are donating to the Special Olympics whose mission is to provide year-round sports training and athletic competition worldwide for children and adults with intellectual disabilities, giving them continuing opportunities to develop physical fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience joy. Our contribution today is to help them train for their World Games, which will take place this June in Berlin, Germany. That is amazing. So I thank you in advance for helping this great team as they train for the games in Berlin, Germany. Wow. If spirit so moves you, I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to email me, my email address is faithfilled2 at aol.com. Thank you for listening to the announcements. Now, if you'd sit back and join me in the opening treatment, take a couple of deep breaths, if you choose. And as we breathe in that breath of God, we recognize that we're one with the God self, and the God self expresses love as us and through us. We're open and receptive to the word, The word is God and the word is good. We're established in the presence, the peace and the power of peace and unity. Our relationship to the power that created us enables us to be its full expression of love. And this is an all-loving and accepting God force, a liberating power. And we are the conduit for this power and it flows through us to others as a giving and friendly energy. We're grateful for this divine mind at the center of our being, guiding us, protecting us, and directing us in all our ways. We let this be so. And as we gratefully accept the power of these profound words as the absolute truth, I want you to always know and to remember that there is a power within you It can lift your life to its highest level. It can change illness into health. It can bring success out of failure and victory out of defeat. It can bring companionship and happiness out of loneliness. It will respond to you. It is the power within you. And so it is. Our theme for May is preparing for the harvest of good. The topic today is what to plant now for harvesting in the fall. I am feeling such an energy of gratitude. I want to just thank you all for listening because it tells me that your spiritual growth and your spiritual journey are important to you. And that is wonderful because it allows me to live my purpose and my passion. And I am ever so grateful to be able to do that. 
There seems to be a universal feeling that the energies around our planet are speeding up, readying us all for an evolutionary leap in consciousness. And we can either plant seed thoughts that are in alignment and play part in quickening that leap, or we can plant seed thoughts that resist it. We will explore the seeds we plant now that will support the evolutionary harvest of good. The whole month of May will be about honoring and celebrating our own renewal of richness and aliveness and a time to plant the seeds so that the harvest in the fall will be rich and full and so everyone prospers. The following story clearly will illustrate why it is so important that we only plant those seeds we desire to see harvested. A man walks into a restaurant with an ostrich behind him. And as he sits, the waitress comes over and asks for his order. The man says, I'll have a hamburger, fries, and a Coke. And he turns to the ostrich. What's yours? I'll have the same, says the ostrich. Short time later, the waitress returns with the order. That will be $12.40, please. And the man reaches into his pocket, and without even looking or counting, he pulls out the exact change for payment. The next day, the man and the ostrich come in, and the man says, I'll have a grilled cheese sandwich, potato salad, and a Coke. And the ostrich and the ostrich says, I'll have the same. Order costs $11.27. Once again, the man reaches into his pocket and pays with the exact change. The next evening, the two enter again. I'll have a steak, baked potato, and a salad. Oh, and a Coke, says the man. Same for me, says the ostrich. A short time later... The waitress comes with the order and says, that will be $41.62. Once again, the man pulls exact change out of his pocket and places it on the table. Well, the waitress can't hold back her curiosity any longer. Excuse me, sir, how do you manage to always come up with the exact change out of your pocket every time? Well, says the man, several years ago, I was cleaning the attic and I found an old tarnished lamp. It was a pretty lamp and I thought how much better it would look if it were polished. So I started to rub it and suddenly a genie appeared and offered me two wishes. My first wish was that if I ever had to pay for anything, I could just put my hand in my pocket and the right amount of money would always be there. That's brilliant and so well thought out, says the waitress. Most people would wish for a million dollars or something, but you'll always be as rich as you want for as long as you live. That's right. Whether it's a gallon of milk or a Rolls Royce, the exact money is always there, says the man. The waitress asked the other thing, uh, sir, what's with the ostrich? Well, the man replies, well, my second wish wasn't as well thought out. I wished for a chick with long legs. Okay, so this is why we say be careful what you wish for or you pray for. 
because our intentions are so powerful, we want to make sure they're very clear and pure. In the book, Working with the Law, written in 1939, author Raymond Hollowell reminds us that just because universal mind, which we call the law of God, is impersonal, it doesn't mean it has no intentions. Jesus tells us that the universal mind, the law of God, has definite intentions. He said, fear not, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Our intentions must cooperate with universal mind's intentions and go in the same direction for the good of all. Our thought, ideas, and desires must be directed toward good for all. I'm going to repeat it again. Our thoughts, ideas, and desires must be directed toward good for all. You're planting seeds for the future harvest. So blessing the whole will bless all parts. In The Science of Mind, Dr. Ernest Holmes wrote on page 39, the gardener goes forth in faith to sow his seeds. He's learned that as he sows, so shall he reap, that the law works for all alike. The law creates infallibly and impersonally all the time. Remember you're planting in the rich soil of creative mind, which receives the direct impress of your thought and acts upon it. That's right out of our Declaration of Principles. Infallibly means whatever seeds are planted, that is what is sown and grows. The seeds we plant are our thoughts, fueled by our beliefs. St. Augustine said, For what is faith unless it is to believe what you do not see? We don't necessarily see the law working, yet it's infallibly working through us every day, whether we're conscious or unconscious about it, whether we understand the working of it or not and whether we believe it or not. In Proverbs 23, verse 7, we read, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Page 29, Science of Mind. To learn how to think is to learn how to live, because our thoughts go into a medium which is infinite in its ability to do and to be. Again, in the book, Working with the Law That You Can Tell, has inspired the workings of this talk today, Hollowell explains it this way. Every idea and mental picture must produce after its own kind, whether the picture is good or bad. The law determines it so. The law does not question or challenge the kind of picture we give to it. It only knows that it must take what is offered or planted and then proceed to materialize it into visible form. This creative process continues working day and night until the idea is completed. So we could say our seed thoughts are the cause. The harvest of our experience is the effect. Knowing 
what harvest you intend to have is important because the law is infallible in bringing it about. If you want to harvest apples, you plant apple seeds. To harvest tomatoes, you plant tomato seeds. I know this seems very sophomoric, but just listen. To get an oak tree, only an acorn will get you there. And if you want to harvest a world that works for everyone, with no one left out, a world where there's generosity, where there's love and caring for one another, where life is abundant and vibrant and healthy, a world where all life is respected, honored, revered, regardless of age, race, or culture. If we want to harvest that world, then today is the day we have to plant seed thoughts of love, harmony, and plenty, and stay consistent in our efforts and intentions over and over again. The key, one of the keys to this teaching is consistency. Here's a story about Ernest Holmes teaching a Sunday school class about the law. And he used the illustration of a hen sitting on her eggs. He told the children that it takes 21 days to hatch little chicks. That was the law, and it worked that way every time. And if the hen obeyed the law and kept the fertile eggs warm, the proper length of time, chickens would hatch. He said, you could see the law at work under the old hen's feathers any time you were so minded. And then he told the children, remember, when you have a good idea, stay with it until it hatches. That's a good one for us adults as well. But here's the impersonal part of it. We use the law of electricity all the time. A light switch works for everyone, whether they're a saint or a sinner, whether they know how it works or not, awake or asleep, and as many times as they want. Because of the law of mathematics, 2 plus 2 will always equal 4, no matter who's doing the math. Nature doesn't differentiate between the seed of a weed and the seed of a flower. All the same energy. Just like your thoughts. You can create good or bad thoughts, right? Because the law is no respecter of persons. Ernest Holmes said, it takes less energy to live constructively than it does to live destructively, and it takes no energy to have faith while fear devastates our energy. It takes no energy to love, it's hate that is destructive. It does not take mental or physical energy to be happy, but unhappiness and morbidity consume so much energy that it devitalizes us mentally and physically. It does not take mental or physical energy to build up hope, it's despair that blocks us. It takes more energy to go against your nature, to try to be something you're not, to live inauthentically than it does to live authentically. It is your nature. It might not be your habit, but it is your nature to have thoughts of peace and love and harmony and plenty. Again, perhaps not your habit. So the habit will need to be changed, but your nature, your innate beingness, is life and life is affirming. Now here are some very clear important final thoughts for your planting your garden now so that the fall harvesting is what you desire for yourself and your world. 
In the words of Raymond Hollowell, your desires and ideas are like seeds you plant in the soil, but these are planted in the soil of mind. After planting the thought seeds, you cultivate them, nurture them, and guard them until the harvest time, and then you will reap all that you have sown, and abundantly. Of course, he or she who has the cleanest and most fertile garden will enjoy the best returns. Here are some final and very important thoughts for your planting your garden now so that the fall harvesting is what you desire for yourself and your world. You might find it a little corny, but oh well, bear with me. First, plant three rows of peas. Peace of mind, peace of heart, peace of soul. Next, plant four rows of squash. Squash gossip, squash indifference, squash complaining, and squash negativity. Third, plant four rows of lettuce. Let us be faith-filled, let us be kind, let us be patient, let us really love one another. And of course, there can be no real garden without turnips. Turn up for service, turn up to help one another, turn up for life. And to complete our garden, we must have time. Time for play, time for rest, time for spiritual growth, time for God. Water your garden freely with patience and cultivate it with ample love. The harvest will be so abundant and overflowing that most of it will have to be given away. And what you share always multiplies. And what you sow is what you reap. So my friends, happy harvesting. And now, if you will join me in the closing treatment. Our closing treatment today is from Ernest Holmes' book, How to Change Your Life, and it's entitled, How to Save Yourself Trouble. It's written in the first person, and know that it's written for you and about you. Take a deep breath in. I know that I'm a child of the Most High. I am one with the intelligence and perfection that is back of everything. As it is the nature of thought to externalize itself, bringing about conditions which exactly correspond to the thought, I affirm that my thoughts are divinely guided. I entertain only constructive ideas. All others I willingly discard. I am aware that there is a principle of perfection at the center of my being, an invisible presence that forever externalizes itself for me and through me in every avenue of life today and every day. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is. All is well, and so it is. And now you go forth as messengers of loving kindness, planting seeds of peace, love, harmony, and plenty wherever you go. And make known this truth so your life 
continues to increase in value by simply sharing the value with someone else. Until next time, stay safe, be well, be kind, especially to yourself. Namaste.